0: Welcome, welcome to another edition of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We have a brand new episode for you today. This is episode 24. Big shout out to my co-host, A-Level. We're going to have another talk show coming for you soon, so keep it locked. First and foremost, I want to thank all of our listeners that have been tuning in and um, checking out our podcast And, you know, just hitting us up, man, on Twitter, on Instagram, like showing the love. That means a lot. I'm going to also encourage you guys out there that's listening to go to our website. And if you're not subscribed with us yet, go to outtheboxmedia.com. Click on that menu tab and then hit the subscribe tab. And you could pretty much just subscribe by putting your email address And your first name, if you want to put a nickname, is fine. um, So that you can stay updated with all the great things we got coming with Out The Box, right? Specifically, Out The Box Talks, the podcast. And I'll say this. If you subscribe to our email list within the weekend of, you know, hearing this episode, I'll make sure I shout you out on the next show, all right? So we usually record our shows like Monday, Tuesday nights, And we dropped the actual podcast on Friday. So definitely go ahead and do that. Keep supporting. We really appreciate you. We enjoy bringing this dope artist content to you and just the information around pushing the culture of hip hop forward. So now that we got that out the way, I do have a special guest on the line with me today. He is an artist that's originally hailing from New Jersey, but he's moved around a bit. I actually got wind of him not too long ago, but I know he's been doing his thing for a minute now in the music and actually I heard about him through this project he has out called Dual Citizenship. As soon as I heard it, I was definitely hooked. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I feel like hip hop should be today, right? Like the content is thought provoking, the beats are soulful, the package is there. And I'm just really excited to have this brother on the line with me today. He goes by the name of Passport Rav. He's gotten recognition from the great LL Cool J, which I want to talk to him about. So pretty much without further ado, I would love to introduce to our out-the-box listening audience, hailing based out of New York right now, Brother Passport Rav.
1: Yeah, yeah welcome
0: welcome good? how you doing What's bro good with y'all i'm good man chilling man chilling. thank you for being here how's everything
1: not not bad despite despite the quarantine and the madness outside life is great
0: yes indeed yes indeed as i said earlier man like i got wind of your music not too long ago and when i heard mm-hmm. this dual dual citizenship album i mean EP, let me correct myself, it's an EP I got this habit of saying album (laughs) but it's an EP I really was hooked in in, in what you were talking about so I definitely want to talk to you about this project but before I do that I always kind of like to start the interviews off by giving the artists an opportunity to speak about their history and how you got to this point where you are right now so in the most briefest way that you could explain that, kind of Tell the people, you know how you got started in hip hop to where you are right now.
1: Um. Well, I fell in love with hip hop in the late '90s. Uh, Dmx was my first favorite rapper, and, right. and you know Noriega and all that good old late '90s stuff. And um, yeah, after a while, I was just I just I just wanted to make music for myself because. I know. I know. I felt like a lot of the hip hop that was out, I couldn't really relate. Like, even though you know, I understand the the, the street stuff, I, I wasn't like knee deep in the streets, and I couldn't relate to everything that was going on. So after a while, I'm like, man, I want to make my own music, you know, and uh, and and tell my story. So it's kind of how it all started.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I know that you 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 had told me that you came from Jersey, like. And you moved around a lot, right? So how did you go from, like, point A to point B? And how did the music journey kind of follow you as you moved?
1: Yeah, I pretty much left Jersey when I was 19 Mm -hmm. and moved to Virginia for school. I went to Hampton for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so I just kind of started my adult life and just living out there. I had... a um, I had a lot of things going on. I pretty much had a, a, always had a studio set up where I would record artists and produce and 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 rap as well and put out my own projects as well. So I went from that in, in VA for about five five years or so, and then I moved uh, moved back up here. So and just yeah, the music the music went with me everywhere I went. I mean, I was able to just feed feed myself, take care of myself, and be able to create.
0: Indeed, indeed. Now, talk to me a little bit about your relationship with LL Cool J, as I know he's a, a, a big supporter of you. How did you and him come together?
1: Now, honestly, like I moved to New York to, to be able to just go out and network. You know, that was just my thing. I felt like I spent a lot of time in places where it's like I couldn't do that. So long story short... Mm-hmm. I just went out to an art event one night. I went out to some art event one night, and I remember that night, like, vividly because I did not feel like going out. And it was one of those nights I, you know, I didn't even have nobody to roll with. I was just like, man, I don't feel like going out. But I just kind of pushed myself because I knew one of the arts. I knew the person basically putting it together. And LL was just like, as soon as I walked in, he was like the biggest, tallest person in the room. And, <laughs> I, and we have the same government name. Oh, really? People all my life, well, every time I'd like go to the post office or something people be like oh you ll cool j and i'm just like yeah i guess i mean <laughs> i have i have That's this funny. name we have the same government name todd smith Wow. so i was like yeah like there's no way i'm gonna be in the same room with ll cool j and not tell him we have the same name or whatever and uh yeah it just went from that to just vibing and and he respected my mind, you know. We talked about moving into music. Talked about the industry, this, that, and the other. We we talked before a while before I even told him I made music. You know, it was just like a genuine conversation, and he asked me what I did, and I'm like, yeah, I make music, and blah blah blah, and started asking him for advice, and uh, yeah, before you know it, he, he he was following me on Instagram, and that's just kind of where it started. Started sending him my stuff.
0: Wow. You you learn something yeah, new every day, yeah. man. That 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 makes so much sense. How could you be in the same room and not let him know that? Like, so I'm glad that it seemed like it was fake. Like it 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 just had to happen. It was you know? total fate. Word.
1: Yeah, and it's it, it's just the way you know the way it was all set up. It was a real intimate space. It, it, you know, he had a bunch of secu- he had security around and all of that, but it was just intimate, you know. And like I wasn't on I wasn't on some fan shit. I was just like. I, was, I, I wanted advice. I wanted some OG advice and one of his perspective on uh, the industry and whatnot.
0: Mm. Now, I've noticed uh, in the little research that I've done on you, you have this ongoing theme of travel happening in your music, whether it's in your records or on the projects that you've released. <laughs> So, obviously, I want to talk to you about dual, dual citizenship, but I'm interested to know what inspired the continuous travel themes in your music. Um, obviously, your name is Passport traveling, bad, but
1: yeah. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> the theme. It's like, I want my music to take you somewhere. Uh, I feel like that's what music is about. It should bring you into another person's world. And when you travel, you realize the world is huge and... You know, it's, it's, you know, I grew up in Essex County, and I'm like, the world's much bigger than Essex County. It's much bigger than Jersey. It's much bigger than New York. You know, it's much bigger than America. And when you start traveling and going outside to different places, you just, like, you learn. You learn so much. You experience and and uh, it makes you a stronger, better, more versatile person when, when you can see so much for yourself face-to-face. You know, not not on the internet screen. Like, go somewhere and feel the people, smell the air, and Taste different food and whatnot
0: good, so
1: that's good. that's i just that to me that's like the metaphor for my music that's what i want my music to be like
0: that makes a lot of sense and and when i listen to it i do feel like i'm experiencing this journey you know so let me also good. ask you now like with dual citizenship like what created that title what was the inspiration for that title
1: traveling more i traveled a lot within the last few years and just traveling well yeah like for the last four or five years i did the most international traveling and uh all my life you know it's like we were told you know america's the greatest country in the world and you should be super thankful to be here and everywhere else is is you know trash <laughs> But Then when you travel you know you realize it's like man like these other countries got got benefits that we don't have. They have better food. They have better, you know, health care, better, better laws. Some black people get treated better mm. in other countries. You know, as a black man, I feel more safe in a lot of countries interesting than I do in America. And uh, after a while, it's just like, man, like I would love to live in a different country. And, and it starts with that dual citizenship app. you know, um, my goal is to live in a different country by the next three or four years or something, um, at least spend some months somewhere else. The longest I've spent in a different country has only been a few weeks, but, you know, just to be able to really maneuver in a different country. So that's, that's the whole inspiration behind dual citizenship. It's really, it's really me frustrated with America and the lies that I was told growing up and me being ready to to do what... <laughs> what a racist um, person online would go ahead and tell you. Well, if you hate it here so much, why don't you go to a different country? Mm. It's like, all right, I, I have no problem now. Now, I've seen different countries, and I, I I want you to help me pay for my fees to move, too. Because, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, more, it's more than this life than, than just America.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that makes a lot of sense now that I think about the different subjects that you talk about on the project. Now, I read that... Mm-hmm. Your video for the track Outer Riches, Inner Poverty was shot in London right before the Corona mm-hmm. lockdown. And you barely made it back to New York through US Customs. Yeah. So I'm just curious to know, like, yeah, what it was, was that experience? Yeah, what was like that experience like, man? I, I'm, I'm sure that was like um,
1: something, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I booked the trip before Corona was a thing. And then as the dates were coming up, it was like, I, you know, this, it, it still wasn't taken that serious. And I'm like, I'm going, I'm out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm, I, I don't believe anything that the news tells me anyway. And um, I'm like, I'm out, I'm living my life. So I get out there and then it got more serious. And then I'm just like, Oh man, like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> it was like March, the, the, well, I think I got back March 17th and the last day it was like March sixteenth, where you can safely leave the country, but because I was a U.S. citizen, there was no problem me returning. But I definitely started the lockdown while I was in London, so it kind of it kind of messed up my trip. But I was still able to uh, shoot shoot a video while I was out there hmm. and link up with a couple people. But I started quarantining when I was out there. So
0: wow! So yeah. did you anticipate and making like... it back to customs? Go ahead. No, I was saying, did you anticipate that this could potentially be, like, your last video in the way that physical videos are done for a little while when this, at the time?
1: I mean, at the time, I still, like, I still, I was frustrated because I didn't know what was going on, and I just wanted to make it back. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it that deep at the time.
0: It's amazing how things could just change just like that, you know what I mean? But I was yeah,
1: this this is the this is the biggest change of our lifetime, right? By the truth. <laughs> right,
0: right. What I like to do in the interviews is because I'm a a really a student of lyrics, I, I like to reference mm-hmm. some of the lines that is from your music, particularly this project. So right. you know, I'll just be talking to you about some of the themes that are in the in the project that pose some worthy questions. So keeping on the topic of um, that song, Outer Riches, Inner Poverty, the title in itself, like it, it pretty much speaks for itself in terms of its message. But I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, what do you think first needs to happen in order for people to go from Outer Riches, Inner Poverty, to Inner Riches, No More Poverty? Like what do you think would spark that conscious shift?
1: Oh, uh- just more consciousness, you said it right there, a conscious shift, um, the the desire to just be a better person, to, um, I said, that's a damn good question. Yeah, but it, it starts with spirituality, it starts with study, it starts with uh, building yourself, knowing where you come from, um, especially, you know, for, for black people, you know, learning where you come from, building up that pride, um, having pride in yourself. And then being a better individual will bring more success. It will bring more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just happiness.
0: Definitely. You you also have a line on on that same track where you say you're better off not telling your dreams to nervous energy. Universe is powerful. Spirits make one entity as one body, one man, different hues. Pretty profound line. Can you expound on what yeah,
1: you meant yeah. by that? Yeah, man, I was in the zone. I was in the zone when I wrote that project. A yeah. Shout out to OMZ, the producer. On oh, yeah, there. big He, up he scene, made yeah. pretty much most of the beats. I just, that, that sample loop, you know what I mean, just brought it out of me. I tell you, when I write, I just black out with, with, with. if a beat touched me in a certain way, I just black out, and I, I don't even remember, That's you dumb. know what I mean, like, what zone I was in, but i've I've gotten really spiritual even before quarantine. It's just mm-hmm. I've really gotten deeper into what purpose of life and spiritual existence is in the universe and the way it works. and um, yeah, you know, don't tell your don't tell your dreams to nervous energy because the universe is powerful, and you 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 know that nervous energy that person who may doubt you or whatever. That might activate something in you, and then you tell telling the are nervous, so I'm nervous. i'm you're telling the universe that you're nervous or scared or whatever, mm. and the universe gives you exactly what you give it and uh, and the people you hang around, you know that energy is infectious, so all of that, all of that in those short little lines, right, <laughs>
0: right. I mean, as you say, short little lines, like and then you also say all of that, it shows like you're packing a lot in your in your lyrics, man, but yeah, definitely, um, I just wanted you to kind of like expound a little bit on that, so thank you. Now, on the opening track of the EP, uh, the track title, More Stamps, you also have a rhyme that goes, Seesaw by the seashore, with blazing sand that's scorching, and we probably never heard of many Sandra Blanded orphans. What I gotta say, what what really caught my attention with that line was the Sandra Bland reference, alongside the term offense. Talk to me about what a Sandra Blanded orphan is. Like, how does that come alive in the so actual there's a,
1: message? There's a there's, Sandra Bland was one woman that we heard of. Absolutely. And um, uh, imagine how many Sandra Blands there are out there that we never heard of. And, you know, and it just, the orphan, you know, kind of, the, the wordplay just goes with it. I'm a wordplay kind of guy. I can see that. You know, in the same sense, it's just like, you know, um, yeah, just lost children out here, a bunch of Sandra Blans out here, a bunch of a bunch of uh, victims that that we probably never heard of, a bunch of Trayvons out here we never heard of. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought it was clever how you use like it. It just grabbed me. It's like one of them lines you like. You hear the name because you're familiar with the name, and then you threw that orphans in, and I was like, yo, that's that's dope with the wordplay. So, props for. Throwing that out there, it it definitely stuck to me, you know what I mean? Circadian Rhythm, one of my favorite tracks on the EP, probably next to Ascending. I wanted you to kind of break down the process of what the actual circadian rhythm actually is and how you intended for it to be signified in the song. For those Um, that might not know what a circadian rhythm is.
1: So it's the span of 24 hours. I believe that's the definition of it. Yep. It's like the, yeah, right. So it's the, the rhythm of the earth. I'm I'm not that deep with it. I'm not even okay. going to lie. It just sounded good. But yeah, the span of the 24 hours and the rhythm of the earth spinning or something. And in, in 24 hours, things change. And also just the whole metaphor of traveling. And as you travel, the time zones change, and, and just kind of talking my talk, you know. This 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 EP is just really about me traveling and talking what's on my mind and and the and, and the things that I experience out here. More so, the black American black man American story. That's kind of what I like to portray in a lot of my songs. Just just telling that story yeah. um, because it's very different and unique. And yeah. as I say, circadian rhythm. I am made for no prison. Escaping the system of the cases is given, yeah, you know it's just like yeah, telling that story
0: there's a lot of awareness on the project, right, so it's like you're 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 speaking about the situation that you and many black men or black people in this in this America have had to combat and kind of mm-hmm. trying to navigate your way out of that so um yeah, that's kind of what I get from yeah. from the from a lot of the songs on the project
1: yeah do, dodging the potholes trying to drive straight
0: yeah 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 That's and then you really say at the end the pump ch- you say at the end of that and I, I think at the end of that hook i forget what the word you use it's like it's you, turbulent to turbulent right and i was like when you think about turbulence yeah. it's like turbulent when turbulence comes it's like you can't control it so you're trying yeah. everything to try to you know make sure you navigate your way through this but then it comes a point where you can't control it which is kind of symbolic of the plight of, you know, black people here in America. Like, you know, we've been put through so much to the point where, you know, we can't even control it anymore. Like, we've, you know, tried to fight our way out of it. So, like, I, I that's what I got yeah. from like that line.
1: Yeah. For sure, and yeah. I do want to emphasize, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm pro black, black as hell but I'm also conscious and mental health aware yeah. and like I'm, I'm spiritual as well. And understand that like I battle with mental things that are even separate from just race or just my color or whatever, right. you know, the world sees me. It's like mental health is real and life and just your mental health will get turbulent and things just, you know, start coming up and life and happening and all, you know, things, all of that. And it's just like, just balancing. And it's also a metaphor with traveling as well. It's just mm. like you're on a plane, it gets turbulent. You can't do much. You just yeah. got to sit there and 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 let the turbulence pass. Mm. If, you, if, if you can't do any, you know, if there's not, if it's out of your control, you just got to let it pass.
0: Right, right. On, on this project, you talk very poetically at different instances about the negative ways in which religion is used particularly Christianity because of, you know, our history with it, right? And I'm just curious to know in 2020, when I think about it, like I don't think religion is going anywhere for our people, right? So in 2020, how do we utilize religion to empower our people and liberate them as opposed to it? Being used to mislead them and deceive them, like if we have to I look think, at religion um, in a acceptance. positive way. No, I
1: think acceptance. You know, accepting the fact that there is there's some nasty history with it, um, indoctrination and and just evil that comes with it. But it can be used in a positive way. You know, I grew up with a, a religious grandmother superintendent of a church and you know and religious friends you know my, one of my best friends growing up was a seven-day adventist and probably wouldn't like what he heard if he listened to the EP <laughs> but um yeah you know it's just historical things that I, I've even discovered more when I travel you know going to churches in Portugal and, and, and old churches where where they it, it's, it's a gang you know they set up shop and they're like you claim this Christianity or we're chopping your head off. Like that's, that's, that's why a lot of the world is Christians because it started with blood. It started with, with evil in, uh, intent and, and in a lot of ways. And, um, but at the same time, I will say this, like you said, it's not going nowhere. Right. So I say, use whatever religion that whatever makes you a better person, whatever makes you happy, use that to your best ability. But as black people, you got to, I, I believe it, we won't go nowhere until we put our race first, you know, race, put your race first. You are a black person first before you are a Christian, you know, so it's like, you know, or Muslim or Buddhist or Hindu, whatever, whatever it is, you know, that, that you want to claim or, or whatever route to being a better spiritual being. You got to take, take it, but understand too. You know, and if you, if you got a son, when that little boy leaves the crib and goes to the streets, he's still, he's a black boy. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. different rules. It's different rules. It's different things for us. So, yeah, that's 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 a great question, and I do think that like. I don't completely, uh, you know, I'm not completely against religion. Right. It just, it, it just needs to be viewed and and with truth, I guess.
0: Yeah, I and I didn't really want to dismiss it completely because we're dealing with this reality. Like you know, I said earlier, like it's it's not going nowhere, even in the midst Damn of it. the pandemic. Like it's 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 become this thing where people hold on to it for hope. But I do also recognize the negatives that has been done under. The guise of religion, so definitely thank you yeah. for for sharing some insight on that. Now, also yeah. on and I, I consider like,
1: myself very spiritual. Just re, you know, real quick before you go on to the next question, like yeah. I, I pray and manifest and believe in a higher power. It's just the the system of religion. I totally get I don't, it. I'll rock with.
0: I definitely get it. Now, also on circadian rhythm, you have a rhyme where you're speaking more it seems like you're speaking with regards to your relationship with women and this line was like really it really was profound when I heard it so let me just state it it says you say they ain't my hoes they are my lovers ain't sleeping with random women I gotta see your purpose you got to feel my vision the energy exchanges the little time that's given not trying to waste it with the back and forth bitching. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that line was pretty admirable for me because I took it as though you were valuing your relationship with women beyond the physical sexual expression. And I just wanted to verify if that's the angle you were going with and you know, give you the opportunity to really expound in detail about it.
1: Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. You know, the older you get, and and when I'm when I was in my twenties and just having as much sex as possible, just to just to make myself feel more of a man, you know, that was one thing. But you know, now 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 I'm now I'm past the thirty mark, and uh, it's just you realize how powerful women are. You realize how valuable women are, and the women that you sleep with, it says a, a lot about you. Um, the, the the energy that you're exchanging, there is an energy exchange mm-hmm. when you're sleeping with women, and I'm one that loves sex. I love sex. I have a whole EP. I have an EP called Sex Tape. I'm not afraid. Right. You know, I'm not ashamed of of my love for sex, but I also acknowledge the fact that the women that I sleep with, the, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm It's like we're exchanging pieces of our soul right. when we when we're sleeping together, and um and not even just not not even on that deep level. Just on some, just on some, like people that I spend time with. You know, if mm-hmm. you're around me, uh, I need you to feel my vision. I need you to to at least understand my purpose. I'm gonna be spending a lot of time with you because it just ends up being a distraction. Mm-hmm. If 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 you don't see the purpose, you you're not on you're not on the train with me.
0: Yeah, I took it as though when you said the energy exchanges, the little time that's given. I took it as though it's like, you know, like that little time that you spend to have, you know, intercourse or that relationship, that physical sexual relationship with a woman, it could set a whole set of problems off. So you want to be mindful of even going in that direction. That's kind of how I took it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty like, um, you know, admirable that he would say that, you know, because it's showing like he values the woman beyond just sex right and that's how a lot of our sisters are being objectified now unfortunately through like the mainstream you know what i mean
1: yeah, yeah for sure so that was more like for it sure.
0: more along those lines
1: yeah definitely you own the money with that okay i, I appreciate that you uh listen listen deeply because uh, I, it definitely comes from my spirit and you know, a lot of people don't even don't even listen to lyrics that much anymore
0: word no doubt no doubt mm-hmm as you can see, I'm kinda going through tracks on, on the project. I really wanted this project to, I mean, I really wanted this interview to really help enhance my understanding of some of the things that you talk about on the project. And I felt like that would be helpful to other people who might either know about the project, listening to this interview, so I'm hoping that it, it helps them to enhance their experience with the project or just exp- enhance their experience with you as an artist, getting to know you a little bit better. Yeah. In um, the the other song, Gains and Losses, I believe it sounds like it's Eckhart Tolle that's speaking in the beginning beginning of the song. Am I correct?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, good money, good money. That's my man. That's my man's enough. Good, good, good. good, good.
0: He talks yeah. about the interplay <laughs> of gains and losses and the idea that you can't really have much without the other so my question to you is in 2020 how do we prepare our mindset to deal with the ideas of losses and gains in the most positive way
1: um acceptance i listen to a lot of Eckerd to get me past loss dealing with loss uh and his main thing is just accepting, accepting what is, accepting the isness of it. When you resist what what's happening, that's when it hurts. That's when the pain is there. Mm. You know, but and it's it's difficult. It's not easy to do. But with practice of just accepting and you know the saying, you know, in the hood we, we say it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the, and Eckhart Tolle says the same thing. Yeah. his ger- little german you know <laughs> <laughs> his demographic that's what he is the isness of the situation right, you know right. we say it is what it is and it's just trying our best to accept what we what what we can do and um live your truth uh and just and open your mind and use this time to to elevate yourself
0: yeah you know why this actually rings so it, re- it resonates particularly at this time because, um, during like the pandemic, we're seeing so many people losing like loved ones, but at the same time, they're gaining by being home with their other loved ones. And I thought about yeah. that and I was like, wow, like that actually makes sense in terms of what we're actually experiencing right now.
1: Yeah, life is always, it's always loss and gains. Um, I've i've experienced so much death uh i i had to l- learn how to cope and deal with um i, mean, I lost my uncle in february mm. and in peace. Uh, right i had to go to a funeral in the middle of coronavirus and wow couldn't even go inside the daggone funeral home because of coronavirus and all of that but um you know, but but it's just a part of life in, in, in many different ways. You know, even uh, just even a more simpler way of just anything in your life, you're gonna get up to this mountaintop and it feels great, and you go down and you go up again and down and up, and mm-hmm. just experience it. Try not to try not to feed into either one of you know, even one of those energies. Don't yeah. feed into it. Just just be.
0: Definitely, I hear you, and you know my condolences for the loss of your. Cool.
1: yeah man it's it's a part of life man right. i i i believe our spirits never die that's a, that's a that's a funny because that's the next track on the on the joint right. you know we never die man we just move on we travel on to another dimension something else well, our spirits are at least you know our real the real you
0: right also on this track, um, it's interesting that you reference your uncle. I'm not sure if this is the same uncle, but you say, toughest part, no more stock talk with Uncle Charlie or Uncle Charles. Let me say it again. Mm-hmm. Toughest part, no more stock market talk with Uncle Charles. The family probably saved my life mm-hmm. from 100 scars. Talk about the significance yeah. of that stock market advice you got from your uncle and why it probably saved your life from 100 scars.
1: Uh, so Charles Vickers, he was like a father figure in the neighborhood growing up. Um, he really wasn't my uncle, but a lot of people call him uncle Charles, but, um, he was like a strong father figure for me. And like when I was, uh, when I didn't, there were certain times I just didn't want to be home and I'd spend a lot of time at the Vickers and he, his fa, like he fed his family off of the stock market and would just teach us like different things on the market and try his best to explain it. Like he was way over my head and I couldn't really keep keep up with the stuff he was talking about, but, you know, he would just keep, he keep running that the stock game into us. And uh, yeah, that, uh, he passed last year, mm-hmm. I think. It was either the last year or two years ago or something like that? And uh, yeah, man, that's just, just a dedicated moment to, to Mr. Vickers. Mm-hmm. He's a great man.
0: Would would you be uh, open to kind of sharing like maybe a couple principles, basic principles you learned about the stock market from him?
1: Oh, words. So I remember he would say something about, um, so looking at a company like a mountain or a pebble, so like a big company like Amazon is a mountain and you need, Amazon's probably like 2400 a share right now or something like that. And you need $2,400 to buy one share of Amazon. That's a mountain. and And for you to make profit with that, that means you're going to need at least 10 racks. You're going to need some money, some real money to play with to make profit because it's so much. But if you buy a company that's, a share or something like that. I think Sprint is $8 right now. I've been watching it a lot during quarantine and I I got back into the stock game a little Mm -hmm. bit, but, um, you know, a smaller company where it's less amount per share, you know, you can buy more shares and, and, uh, with, with less, you know, with with less money. So that was just one little bit that I just remember him telling us and, and yeah, man, stock 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 investing is fun. Mm. Um, if if you have it to to if you have something to play with, and I definitely urge people to, to get into that, invest invest in the, in the stock market instead of having money sit in a savings account not getting any interest. Yeah. you know, throw that in something.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, man. It, it's it's one of those things that I think, especially you know, as Black people. We, we tend to um, shy away from learning about that, right? Because we don't know or we just don't have anyone close that can share that information. But I, I, I feel like in this day and age um, with the internet and everything being so easily accessible in terms of information, you know, we're, we're becoming a little bit more closer towards learning about stocks and real estate and all the different ways to um, develop wealth. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah.
1: yeah. No nah, no doubt.
0: So, as we're recording today, it is the birth anniversary of our beloved Malcolm X. And you have a yeah. record that you put out, I believe it was last year around this time, or about a year ago, mm-hmm. featuring a uh, Napoleon, a legend named Malcolm X on Twitter. So, you know... Because of the day, it's fitting that I got to talk to you about this. So my question for you is, if Malcolm X were alive today and had, a, and had Twitter, how do you think he'd be able to utilize social media to get his message across without being hijacked by the distractions of Internet trolls? And let me just be clear on what I mean by intranet, Internet trolls. I'm talking about pretty much people that look like me and you obviously the white supremacists, they're going to do what they do. But mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, the house Negroes, how, yeah. how would he be yeah. able to Just navigate like through that?
1: Man, that's a, that's a potent question, man. I'm loving this interview. Um, Thanks. I don't even like what, would would somebody is, is somebody on the level of Malcolm X would, would have survived. To make it to to the to today, you know, it's like everyone got assassinated. That was during that was during that era. And if he was alive to, to to get around the trolls, I really don't know because there's no one on that level that's alive today. And, and as far as what I can see, and um and the ones that like are in the realm of what I was, what I, what you could say, a spirit, a a black teacher. I I can't even say there's a black leader that I could point to right now. And I don't even know if I believe in the need for it anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, like leader, whatever, like some, some person to lead the way. It's just like, I believe in black teachers and people that have knowledge that teach it and, as far as that's concerned, I mean, there's no Malcolm X right now, right. you know that, that that I can say. And if he was alive, he I don't there is no way of really getting around it because we we doubt once once a black person gets too powerful, black man gets too powerful. There's something that we have to do, or or gets their money up. It's like we have to do we have to bring them down, or or pull their card, or or you know prove that oh this this man was sleeping with a stripper and you know mm-hmm. he, he ain't shit now you know he's a hustler it's just like it's just like anything they'll pull up your record they'll frame you i mean shoot i i wouldn't be surprised if white supremacists create fake accounts you know with with black faces and
2: mm.
1: and troll that way also wow. <laughs> you know That's it's, a good it's point. so deep man like it's so deep, man. Like uh, yeah. we we sabotage ourselves and prevent leaders, quote unquote leaders, to prevail. So, uh, yeah. or you know, make a big, big thing. Yeah. So,
0: and yeah, I, you know, that's I ask
1: a crazy question.
0: Yeah, I asked the question because um, obviously, social media is one of the newest, but one of the most impactful ways that we communicate today, and mm-hmm. you know maybe not so much from the angle of Malcolm himself you know navigating but like what can we do to support him in making sure he would have gotten the message out to the people he needed to get to by utilizing social media I guess that's what I was thinking in terms Um, to
1: I think I think if Malcolm were alive he would want black people to just learn who they are Mm -hmm. and and pretty much say what i said earlier as far as putting them putting your race first mm-hmm. um uh, i feel like yeah learning your history learning who you are because having that pride is the message as individuals right and if we all as if a bunch of individuals are on one accord and we don't we don't fall for the tricks we don't we don't backstab each other and betray each other. If we're all on one accord and move in in the same direction. You know the movement's gonna be there without it even needing a name there ain't gonna there's not gonna be no name. there's not gonna be no one leader right. to lead us to the promised land. There's no person coming there's no Jesus coming to save us and and to 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 snatch us out of this hell you know they, they, it's just gonna ha- it's gonna have to be individuals all making the changes not tolerating the the bull
0: the mm. bullshit mm. thank you for mm. for taking the time to answer that i know it was kind of loaded but i i just wanted to follow up from that actual song on on the day you know so on the track never die you reference you for you reference in a in a happy way ghana trips in the summer tell me a little bit about your your history with ghana is like your family from there like
1: No, nope. I just uh, that's actually a country I haven't been to yet. Oh, really? (laughs) I just want to go. Nah, I stopped. I stopped in Ghana on the way to South Africa, you know, and I saw the beautiful black people, you know, on the plane. But nah, I had a lot. I didn't. I want to go. So I met this uh, Jamaican woman who told me. That I don't know. She she was just the first to bring it up to my attention that she's like, yeah, you know, Jamaicans like their 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 ancestors are come from Ghana.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
1: just like, and she's like, yeah, there's like a big Jamaican culture, a big like Rastafarian culture, okay, you know, West Africa period, and um, yeah, that that's just my connection because I'm Jamaican. Okay, and, cool. Um, yeah, Ghana's just a place I just always wanted to go.
0: So when you say Ghana trips in the summer, was that more just like the mindset of? experiencing ghana in the summer
1: yeah just getting away you know i mean ghana trips in the summer yeah um nice and and and, yeah butters in the winter you know it's just yeah getting away
0: okay dope thanks for clearing that up man maybe i was looking at that one a little too deep but (laughs) i said let me
1: ask yeah it's all good and i'm I'm kinda high right now too, so everything is sounding much
0: deeper. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, brother. Um the final track on your album Fanciest Negro. Now let me just keep it real. Like I, yeah. I don't I haven't listened to the album in its entirety, but I wanted to at least give you the at least give you that time before I interviewed you today to say at least I checked out some of your previous work. And I gotta say, that last track, I think it's called Dear Black Man, you actually start off the first line, really really dope track, by the way. You start off the first line where you say, black man, black man, go and get a CAT scan. Our heads ain't wrapped too straight, too tight, and we get a backhand. And I thought about that line, and I just reflected about What's happening with the pandemic and I've seen, you know, on the social media timeline for the last couple of months, and I'm pretty sure you've been, you know, you've been seeing it a lot. I just feel like I've been I've been seeing a lot of black men passing away, whether I feel like majority of it is related to 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 coronavirus. And then, you know, there's other, you know, reasons why they're passing away, too. But I'm seeing black men from young to old passing away. And this is not like singling out our sisters, right? Because I know that's, it's been happening to us as a as race um, and other people as well. But I, it, it made me think about the health of the black man. Like, so in, in this age, where do you think the black man stands as far as his health, right? And be it, and what does he need to do to make sure that he grows and maintains healthy during this corona pandemic and even post it, once, once we get past it?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, the black health has been an issue before corona. Mm. It's been a major issue mm-hmm. and, and it's an issue now for sure, but diabetes, cholesterol, high blood pressure has been our number one killer statistically. I've experienced more loss and more pain from food related deaths more than anything. And it does affect you as far as what's happening now, right? So yeah, immune uh, compromised immune system, Mm -hmm. obesity is obesity is one of the main things that will kill you if you catch Corona. And, um, a lot of the people are obese. A lot of our people are out of shape. A lot of our people aren't eating right. And, Aren't uh, taking care of themselves, and you know, think it's cool to just eat eat shit, you know, more times than not, um, and not work out, and it's catching up to us, yeah. you know. I mean, it's, but I don't know. It's just the way I've seen it. It's, it's been catching up, and in, in my experience, it's been a problem. Alcoholism has been a problem mm-hmm. um, in my family and people around me, and. I guess you know now things are being more awakened, you know now more more light shining on it. But yeah, it, it needs to be a thing for sure. Mm. Um, me personally, I've I've made it a priority in my life to at least get my health in order from all the things I've witnessed.
0: Great um, for you, man.
1: And uh, yeah, you know accessibility is a thing. You know, it's like you know a lot of poor. People don't have access to healthy food. Uh, Having access to a better, healthy choice of of food and a better, uh, healthier life um, and the knowledge of that, yeah, take advantage and do that.
0: Yeah, or even just changing the mindset, you know, because we did an interview with a brother by the name of Supernova Slam not too long ago. He's, you know, he's been pretty much like an advocate for, like, healthy health and wellness you know in the vegan community here. Mm-hmm. you know really empowering and expressing the the need for us to really step it up in terms of our health for 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 quite some years and one of the things he he said on the show was um you know just the idea around health like we think we gotta have a gourmet meal to be vegan right or or, well let's not use the word vegan but like just this if we just say to eat healthier right uh which generally Mm -hmm. people look at as a plant-based diet but you know eating healthier like we feel like oh it has to be you got to have like the special like chef that knows how to prepare that stuff but just simply starting with like whole foods like fresh fruits and vegetables you know might be an easier step towards that you know
1: yeah for sure being conscious this is you know be conscious of what your health and what you're putting in your body every day
0: yeah definitely so the last track on the project is called ascending what a wonderful track everything about it is dope. the lyrics the beat the overall overall sound Mm -hmm. you there's a line that really hit me that you quote that i quoted there let me just get the line Music for the soul can't be judged by a metric system. Clowns do anything for recognition. But if that recognition is feeding children, how can I judge it when this generation is facing what no other could stomach? Now, I thought it was really dope that you, you showed two sides, right? Like the first one, which immediately resonated with me, was the, you know, the idea of, the soul can't be judged, right? Music for the soul can be judged by numbers, right? Because you might not be the most famous artist or the most popular artist, but it doesn't mean that a few people you haven't connected with, right? Like you haven't touched in terms of your lyrics. So that's that always resonates with me because I'm a champion of the underground. But I also had to think about what you said in terms of, you know, just giving recognition to the younger generation and 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 being aware of what they've had to face that has made them this way, right? And to me, that sounds like you know your attempt at bridging the gap, which is dope, right? So, talk a little bit about why it's important for us to be mindful of what this generation is experiencing.
1: It's important because it it, it's, it matters. It's perspective. Mm-hmm there's always an explanation to, you know, people say, why is this happening? Why is this, this, there's always a reason why mm-hmm. it usually comes from, you know, the surroundings, the history, what's happening. And, you know, just as a millennial, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an old millennial <laughs> and everything that my generation has experienced from, from nine eleven to uh post post three strikes you know, three strikes in the 90s to 9-11 to yeah. to, to to this, you know, yeah. and, and and the terrorist attacks and the police shootings and all the things that are just normalized for us, you know. It's just putting it in perspective as far as like, yeah, you know, I see clown shit and clown shit, you know, that sells and makes money and whatever and people doing things that I might not agree to to make money. But if that money, if if somebody's getting money, investing that money and building an empire, and feeding children and a family from it, I, I like I'm I'm nobody to be judging that, right, you know. Right, but, right. You know, it's just but but uh, like you said, it's acknowledging both, acknowledging acknowledging it all without without judgment. It's just it yeah. is what it is.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I thought about the collective when when I looked at the line overall. I was like, you know if we if we find some way to make a connection then we'll likely have strides now there's some stuff i got to say that we got to be like nah no <laughs> you know what i mean we ain't messing with you know what i mean but i like the idea of yeah. just having this collective approach because i really feel like if you're in the room and you guys are going back and forth you know what i'm saying generation and generation like we it, it's it's going to be really difficult for us to make progress together
1: yeah for sure for sure and I, i'm not sitting here saying i agree with it right,
0: right i know I You yeah. know
1: whether we agree, i I agree with it or not you know it's just it is what it is and there, there got to be somewhere some way to bridge that gap hopefully it is i really don't know uh-huh. honestly like i speak a lot about black plight and the black struggle and whatnot but but that shit is frustrating, man. Right? Like it is, it is frust- It's a frustrating topic to deal with, and I feel like it's it's, it's layered. It's difficult in yeah. the complexity of it. It it can't be. It can. I'm just touching the surface, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You know, it's so complex.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because for one, it comes across very poetically, and I gotta say, you're not just speaking; like you're you're putting it together you know, in a clever way, right? But I'm, I did want to ask you, know, you when you say it is stressful, so like with it being stressful, like what, so then what inspires you to continue to write like that?
1: It's, it's like I'm a believer still. Mm. I'm just, I'm a believer that I can change someone's mind, I guess, you know, I'm on my Tupac. You know, if I could just spark a mind, I wouldn't mind doing that, mm-hmm. you know, um, get somebody to think different, inspire someone and I'm a believer in it, you know, and just like, just like with love and relationships, relationships seem super difficult to me right now. And it's like, you know, settling down right now and finding, finding the one is just, it just feels difficult in these, in this day and age, mm. but I'm still a believer in love. You know, I'm a still, I'm gonna still keep trying. I'm not going to give up just because it's really difficult.
0: Right. Well, Passport yeah. Rav, I want to thank you, man, for taking the time with me today. I really appreciate you, you know, you know, giving me that time to answer these questions. I do want to oh, well. ask you, as we transition out of the interview, like, what, what would you say is next in store for you? I know it's still early in the year. We're going through this pandemic. Like, what should your fans or people that may be listening to you for the first time what sh- what should they expect from you next, musically or professionally?
1: Um, I'm a, I'm gonna keep on creating, especially now in this quarantine. Uh, yeah. During the quarantine, I made a I made a whole I made another EP in like two weeks with another producer. Dope. So I'm putting out another EP. I'm putting out another EP. It's gonna be better quality. It's better mixed. I feel like it's even better Than Dual Citizenship Wow And um, That's gonna be out shortly You know I'm putting that out I'm trying to get another song On the radio uh, More and more songs For me That are, are Just More knowledge Yeah And just yeah. doper music
0: Listen man Continue to do what you do I think the culture Appreciates this And Regardless Of how many people May Be aware of you Right now You know I know you do have a nice You know Following but um even with that like i feel like you're going to be around for for some time and your your content you know really speaks volumes to you know what what i feel hip hop needs today so you know much respect and uh, appreciate it man sense. no doubt no doubt man so um I'm going to kind of like close out. Thank you again, brother. Any last words you want the people to know you want to share, like your social media or, you know, places where they can find you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Just follow me on everything at Passport Rev Passport underscore Rav on on Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube. I'm putting videos out. Mm -hmm. uh, Blogs. I talk about mental health and everything on my my YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for more music. My yo, go hit up my Bandcamp. Bandcamp is 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 a great way to support the artist. Yes. Passportrav.bandcamp.com
0: All right. And on that note, I want to say thank you again to our listeners for checking out Out The Box Talks. Remember, you can find our podcast on our website, outtheboxmedia.com, where you can go directly to anchor.fm slash out the box talks. Or you can go to Spotify and search for Out the Box Talks, Google Podcasts, search for Out the Box Talks. We're on a number of platforms. Uh, Make sure you check out our Instagram, which is Out the Box Media, our Facebook, which is Out the Box Radio, and our Twitter, which is Out the Box Media. And if you have not subscribed, make sure you go to our website and subscribe to be a part of our email list. Like I said, I'll definitely shout you out if you subscribe during the weekend when we put this pro- this our interview out which will be out this coming Friday I believe the 22nd of May and again thank you Passport Rav much success to you man and keep us in the loop man I'm no looking problem. forward to all the new projects for sure alright and we out of here